This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funnies, Kevin Smith's Viewers Universe in Review Universe. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by the Hispanic heartthrob Andy Cortez, mm-hmm. one of the coolest recent <laughs> video games. Greg Miller. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm fantastic. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hello, hello. And Mr. Underscore himself, Nick Scarpino. I'm Kelly, and this is the stud. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kevin Smith's Viewers Universe interview. Every week we review one of the movies on Tuesdays, and then we're doing Lord of the Rings on Friday. This Friday we're doing Fellowship of the Ring Part 2, closing out that movie. I can't wait for that. Um, But this show is live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, or you can get it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. If you just want to listen to it, we give you that option. Just search for your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews, and we will be there. If you want to get the show ad-free, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers did. Muhammad Muhammad, Blackjack, Al Tribesman, and Connor Nolan joining the troops here. Kono. Oh no, baby! No, 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 no! Connor's got to have at least, at least one more week of me hearing his name before I ascribe him a nickname. Okay. Connor, what are, the, what are the chances yeah, that the, the, just Kono? It's going to be. Kono. I mean, Kono's great, Andy. You knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. I went to school with a kid in grade school named Connor Dowell, so we could call him Connor Dowell. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Change his name. Not a, not a nickname <laughs> per se, just another name. Just a whole other name. <laughs> Terrible. Kind of funny is only good at one thing that the word association. <laughs> and we're not name. even good at it. No, we're awful <laughs> at it. Yeah. We're bad. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about Clerks 2, originally called Greg. I don't know. There's a dogma reference. Too many clerks. Clerks 2, hardly clerking, which mm. is... Oh, well, that's of, what Clerks 2 is called. Yeah, the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The end of Dogma, it said, like, they'll return in Clerks 2, hardly clerking. They ended up not calling it that. Then for a long time, this movie was called The Passion of the Clerks. And they got a lot of negative feedback for that. So then they changed it to just Clerks 2. Clerk enough. Uh, originally... That's good. That's good. Good job, Andy. Released on May 26, 2006. Once again, directed by Kevin Smith. A budget... So last week, when we did uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, biggest movie they did, $22 million. Clerks 2. You guys want to guess? Five. $5 million. Wow. Fucking nailed it. Right on the money, man. $5 million. It's, it seems like it was- a $5 million movie where it's barely barely theatrically released it's film. barely a movie. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I thought it was the best looking movie they've done. Oh, it's a, <laughs> actually a good oh, okay. decent camera. Looks I good. think it's fine looking. It's just a matter of like sometimes like Kevin Smith's movies, in my opinion, are best when they're when they're in that five to ten million range where you don't have the polish and you've got some weird ass moments and just I think this is more Kevin Smith than Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I think it's less commercial and I think yeah. it's a little bit more nuanced. Um 
but it definitely has a feel. I mean, shout out to him for using the same DP for all of his movies, right? Like, I think it's the same guy. I think this is the same guy that shot Clerks. And, like, watching his progression of how much better he's gotten over the last, like, five films is pretty impressive. Uh, the film screened out of a competition at the 2006, is it Cannes Film Festival? Cannes, Cannes. right? That's right. Cannes. 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 Yeah, you're right. Cannes yeah. Film Festival. And no, one no audience. <laughs> what? No S. It's pronounced just can, like a can oh, film festival. Yeah, you yeah. pronounce it. There's an S on the end of it, but the French are weird. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't know how to say it. I would have never expected it if you don't pronounce the S. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Khan. Maybe it's Kane. Kenny. We can ask Jen for sure because she speaks French, but I'm pretty sure it's just can film festival. Hey, Jen. In reviews asking for the can film festival, C A N N E S. Can. Right? Yeah, that's right, Can. But she said yeah, it like Con. Yeah, she said it more fun. I don't know, guys. Well, anyway, it's awesome. All right, you know we're American. Like You're too I think it's like in between on and an, and it's. On. But that's we, but yeah. American. <laughs> our dumb mouths can't make that sound. We can't yeah. make Con. Can. I can do Regardless. anything, man. <laughs> it won the audience award um, at the 2006 Edinburgh International Film Festival as well before receiving a theatrical release on July 21st. Or, yeah, July 21st, 2006. Okay, so a different date then. Uh, to critical and commercial success, grossing $27 million. There it is. That's there a profit, is. Nick. That's that a, a lot profit. of a profit. That's what happens. See, this is when you, you just get, get just give Kevin Smith $5 million and let him make a movie. Don't give him $22 million. Let him bury himself with it. He doesn't know what to do with all that money. Uh, Runtime of one hour and 37 minutes. What we think? Clerks 2. I love this Hardly movie. Clerking. What's that? He said, oh, what do we think? Say? I said, I love you. this movie. He said, hardly clerking. I I had a weird reaction to this one. I was kind of bored this time watching it. I don't think I'd watched it since it came out in theaters. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I can't wait to see... Um, Rosario Dawson on screen and, and and she of course never disappoints. She is she is unbelievable in everything she does and she's so great in this movie. But I can't help but thinking every time she's on screen, I'm like, man, she really deserves a better movie than this because <laughs> she just has she has so much more presence and acting chops than everyone else in this movie that it's almost I almost wish they didn't cast her. I wish they cast someone who was a worse actor so that Do you she know who they would have cast? Uh no. If if she turned down the role, which they expected she was going to, yeah, um, no shit. Kevin Smith's wife Jennifer Schwab Bloch Smith would have played the part. That would have been. And is, is that the same person that was in Jan Silent Bob, Greg? Yeah. So well, she yeah, plays. She plays same the person in this Emma. movie. She's yeah. Emma in this movie. Mm. Emma. And oh, she named Emma. Because of the, the, much like the character Caitlin Bree in the original Clerks was named after Caitlin Ryan from Degrassi High. Dante's fiance Emma in this film is named after Emma Nelson from Degrassi: The Next Generation. Never fucking forget, best team drama of all time. Jesus, amazing! Christ. Did you yeah, know that was her, though, Tim? What's up? Did you know that was her? No. <laughs> really? Because sure. I wanted your reaction on that. You immediately pivoted. Do you know why she's called Emma? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know that was her. Yeah, she to me is the worst part of this movie, and I'm, that's not to say that really? she's like terrible. I just feel like <laughs> she just. She, well, that's fair because I think Dante is pretty freaking creepy and bad too. Um, but I just I don't I don't I think that was a missed opportunity to cast someone that that in from the universe that could have come in potentially and played a different role and brought a little bit more to the part. I just don't think and it's it's I just think she's not that seasoned of an actor, and in this she's just it doesn't work for me. Um, and the Dante character, I think, again, Brian O'Halloran is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's, it's just, 
It's so weird this movie, watching this movie because the chemistry is completely off. The only people that have great chemistry together are Dante and um, and uh, Randall. And you see that because the scene that really always stands out in my brain is the, the very last scene where they're standing in the prison and they're having it out and they're having an actual real moment and there's real heart in it. And I'm like, oh, this movie just went up like five notches in my in my book because I'm really invested in the scene. And every time they're on camera, like talking shit to each other and having horrible conversations, stuff like that, that's fine too. But every time we step out of that world and we step into like, I don't know, Randall uh, or not Randall, uh, Dante making out with uh, Kevin Smith's wife on the swing set, I'm like, I don't want this. And then every time he's like, Rosario Dawson, we see her and she smiles and she lights up the screen and she's just fucking amazing and delightful. And then it cuts to the reverse shot of Dante creepily looking like this, like a fucking gargoyle. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on with this? Also, it was the late, like the mid 2000s when this movie came out, right? 2006? 2006. 2006. Yeah. What? No one had goatees at that point. <laughs> if you still had a goatee, you were a criminal. That they was were outlawed. Yeah. That was what you were doing. Yeah. Um, that's so how you could identify him. Yeah, there's so much of this movie that doesn't work for me, but then there's so much of it that I think is just classic Clerks, which is the back and forth between them standing behind a fucking a, a desk or a, a, a checkout stand talking shit to the customers, and those scenes for me work. Yeah, for me, it's so, you know, obviously coming off of uh, the last four of the in-review series here, I think movies that were so definitive and, you know, helped uh, guide my sense of humor and probably moral compass and a whole bit, bunch of different things. It's interesting that I think if you would have talked to me before we started in review of what I thought of Clerks 2, I would have been like, oh, thank you. Oh, I remember, wait, cons, cans? Can. Con, she said. Can. 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 I would have said like, oh, I remember watching it, but I was, you know, I, 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 I wasn't crazy about it. I didn't see Clerks 2 in the theater. I waited until it came to DVD. 2006, I would have been working at the Tribune. Like I would have been, you know, starting my life or whatever. Um, and I don't know. Like, I would have told that, you. That's, That's the thing crazy. is I, I think that what's interesting about it is like for me, and it's a weird thing to say, but I feel like Jane on the Bob, like when strikes back ended and they closed the book, like that was me also being like, cool, that's done. That's a way. And then I probably, and I think I stepped away from the and granted going to college and nine 11 and all these different things happened. But I think I stepped away in being an antler and being at Mizzou. And I think I stepped away from being on the website and the message boards and be in following uh, the universe to that degree. That by you the time up, Greg, you grew up. I grew it. up, man. By yeah. the time Clerks Two came around, I think it was that thing of like, oh, that's cool that it's back, but I had kind of not been longing for it. I thought we were done. You know what I mean? And so I was like, I'm glad it's, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm glad Kevin Smith's making movies and whatever. And I remember watching it and liking it and putting it down and never buying it, never watching it again, never doing anything. So going back into it last night, I was surprised to find that I was exactly where Nick is, where I was just like, this is boring. Like I'm ready for this to be over with. And for me, I think you know. It's interesting, and I was talking to Jen. We had like a we had our own interview afterwards, talking about it. Where I feel, for me, the movie would have been so much stronger if it started, or at least in the first act, got to where it ended. Like yeah. throughout the thing, I talk about these movies being time capsules and being able to see yourself in them and whatever. And starting Clerks two exactly where they were in Clerks one, and having conversations that feel honestly very similar to exactly what they talked about in Clerks one, yeah, is like well, what's the point of all this? Like, where are we going? What's going to happen? And so by the time you get to the point that Randall, like, I love you. You're my best friend. Don't leave me. It's like, that's a really, you're right. That is a really endearing thing. 
However, we've had uh, what an hour and 20 minutes of you again. I think similar to how Jane and the Bob turned into cartoon characters and strikes back. I think Randall is a, is an amplified caricature of, of himself in this more in line with the animated series. I, I think even the animated series Randall was more endearing than this Randall. Like this Randall, I don't in clerks one Randall's sure. And your sarcastic 20 something asshole friend. Right. But you do know that he likes you. And that is how you all ribbed each other and hang out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. To get to this and then have him still it'd be even worse about that, even more cutting, even more angry, even more like out there in shock value, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, about, I think, what Kevin Smith, uh, similar, I think, how he he, I, he undersold himself with Jane the Bob being like, oh, Jane the Bob strike back. I'm a dick and fart joke guy. I'm going to make a dick and fart joke movie. I think this one is the same thing of I'm going to I'm making Clerks 2. What did people like about Clerks 1? Uh, they loved, you know, that they were put on their ass by these conversations they never heard on screen, you know, in terms of blowjobs and really graphic sex and yada, yada, yada. I'm going to do that here. And it, instead of it being blowjobs and this weird necrophilia thing that wasn't really necrophilia, you know what I mean? Uh, it's this really weird racial thing for Randall that never is resolved and doesn't right. really go anywhere. And then it's also this uh, bestiality angle. And you're like, ooh, like... I, I this is what why and like I didn't it just doesn't work for me I think the yeah. ending is super strong I think getting them to you know Randall to finally say he loves Dante and you know that they are best friends that way works but I'm right there with you that the whole Emma thing with uh, Brian O'Halloran it doesn't work for me like I don't think they have chemistry and it's just a weird thing again of again so and we're just back to having this same Veronica character that we had right. before maybe and I mean like I guess the only thing we can sit there and talk shit about with Emma is that she wants, she's making decisions for Dante who, as right. we have seen, can't make a decision since right. 1994, was, like 33 years old and flipping burgers at a fucking McDonald's. So right, yeah, yeah, someone needs to come in and make decisions for this guy. Otherwise he stands still. And that's the thing is I just don't at any point, like I think clerks, you, I, you sat there and you're like, oh, I have these conversations with my friends and we all work dumb jobs and we love hanging out. Right. And mall rats to some extent, it's a similar thing of comic books or dumb drama before it gets into like, well, we're trying to be porkies chasing Amy relationship, you know, uh, inexperience and how you deal with that. Jane's on the Bob again. That's where I think it, a dick and fart joke movie. And then for this movie to come back, there's parts of it that I think are hilarious and, and shine and do really well. But overall, like I even like I, I, I you know, I'm looking, I had to go look for the first time in forever of like, what happened in this movie? Like, what am I going to recap exactly? Like, okay, cool. They argue about Lord of the Rings and this happens and they're really mean to Elias and like the fucking, uh, Pillow pants troll, hilarious. Obviously, I think Jay and Silent Bob are awesome in this. It's I think Jay Jay is the best Jay he's been in the entire series. I think in this movie, like he fucking yeah. crushes it. Like I, I love Rosario Dawson, but again, it's like Dante, you fucking suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's when he starts painting her nails, and you're like, wow, that's too intimate. It's like, oh, we fucked a couple weeks ago. Jesus, all right, yeah, you just suck. Like, why would I root for you at all? Yeah. I don't care what happens to you. And also just Andy. sort of like the same acting, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, has not gotten any better, like it, but it's so bizarre. Cause like anytime they have that same back and forth, it sounds like you close your eyes and it sounds like the first clerks. Like it's the same. Well, this and this happened. It's, it's like that, that dialogue, Jesus, rhythm, Randall. the rhythm of it all just sounds so similar. Um, I mean, I'm kind of with Greg. I, I, I didn't really know what to expect coming into this. And, uh, yeah, the the shock valley for shock valley sake was kind of uh, threw me off guard, and it, like I felt like I was being caught doing something wrong <laughs> while listening to the dialogue often in this movie. Um, but the pillow pan stuff made me laugh. I, it, this movie had a couple legitimate like large laughs for me, but it was so bizarre. I agree with Nick where seeing Rosario Dawson on screen 
she's great in every way. And then it just cuts back to Dante. And it's just like, man, you don't belong here anymore, man. Like this, this is not, you're not in this league anymore. Um, And yeah, I I don't, I didn't hate the movie by any means. Like I, I I don't think I was bored by it, but I was just sort of always interested in like, what is this sort of re- it's like when an old game gets remade <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. what this sort of reminded me of like how are they going to make this how are they going to turn that old clerks movie that we loved because it felt so personal and it felt so low budget how are they going to turn that into a movie in 2006 uh and i liked some of it and i didn't like a decent amount of it as well yeah, I'm kind of I'm in, in the same place as it seems like everyone is except Kevin. But I really dis I disliked this and I feel like I just dislike the Kevin Smith movies. Like now that we're what, six in, it's just I feel every little bit that I've liked about them, we've gotten further and further away from and they double down on the things that I think that I like. And then when, when they do that, it's this movie. And I'm like, oh fuck. Like I thought I liked those conversations, but then in the context of what this movie is, I, I'm kind of just put off by it. And like, I don't know if boards the word, but I'm not enjoying it. And it, I sorry, go for it. No, I think it, for me again, it rings true to the thing we talk about with clerks and we talk about the line in chasing Amy Ride of Kevin having something personal to say. Like I look at this movie and I don't see what he's trying to say. You know what I mean? I mean, again, I feel like I keep saying this. We keep saying that every single time, and then we find something. It's always easy to find what is this about, whatever. And like this one, it's like it's about best friendship, and it's about yeah, but that's bullshit. That's totally though. But but I feel like executed. But now I feel like going back, it's like it's horribly executed in all of them. And it's just like there is always a concept. There's always something that they're trying to trying to do through these conversations that are the exact same conversations in every single movie. And it just feels weird to me where the the reason that I that James Hound Bob Strike Back worked the most for me is that it just committed to we're just connecting these worlds that are vapid nothingness, but at least they're connected. And that, to have more after it and for it to be this is kind of like, oh my God, like you made a sequel to the first one, the one that had the most kind of going for it, just and really what did it have going for it? Just the fact that it was different. And it's like when you do something again, it's not different anymore. And when you do it worse, it's that's a, the bad sign of, um, filmmaking really especially when it's 20 years later you know yeah well i mean the biggest thing too is like capturing the vibe of clerks is hard right it's so difficult to go back to that world after you've changed as a filmmaker you've become a millionaire you've made all sorts of different films you've you're a huge household name at this point well not a huge household name but in the filmmaking community you're a big name and going back in and trying to recreate the vibe of clerks i think was it was where he kind of failed in this in that like you know, keeping it small, the, the smallness, the intimacy of just having it happen in those two, really just those two locations. You don't feel that here, even though it does happen in this movies. Also, there's just nothing fun about the movies. There's nothing like, there's nothing that has a, has a, a charisma or a character to the place. And to Greg's earlier point, I never really thought of it, but it would have been amazing if they had come, if this movie was about them, their friendship being reformed as they tried to rebuild the, the quick stop. I think to me that would have been a much more fascinating movie, um, but instead they literally burn it down and then have to rebuild it over the span of the, of the hour and fifty or hour and thirty minutes. No, they, but build, just, they rebuild it over the span of the five minutes at the end montage. Seconds, yeah, <laughs> but I mean that to me is much more fun because that's what these two characters are. Also, just at the end though, like the one of the things that I always found at odds with this one was that the idea was always from Clerks was that always that these two characters were sort of lost, right? Like they were. 
they sort of are aimless. They don't have ambition. They don't know what they want to do with their lives, but they have angst about that. At least Dante does. Whereas I'm not even supposed to be here today. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what, what's going on. And then to have them finally come to the conclusion that they are happy being unhappy loafs is just not fulfilling for me in any shape of the imagination. Like to a degree I can say, okay, they're going to be business owners and that's fine, I guess. But like, Hey, we were happiest being miserable shits behind this this clerk counter. It's just not that's not fun for me. That's not that's not a really fitting end as far as I'm concerned. Luckily, we're getting clerks three, so we'll see what they do with that. Maybe they kill each other. Let's go. Oh, like, that's my thing. Is like, uh, what hmm. can we do? It's not future spoilers because we haven't seen it. But the synopsis of Clerks three has been talked about. Can I talk about that? Sure. Yeah, sure. Let's so the synopsis of Clerks 3 is similar to what I think we're talking about, Nick, of how we wanted to see the ending of this movie be the start of that movie, where it's, again, Kevin has something to say, and it's he's going to take his heart attack into that world. And Dante has a heart attack, and after he survives it, he's like, I need to do something, and he decides to make Clerks, the movie, in the quick stop. Oh, like, that's cool. He's going to – and, like, immediately I'm like, that's brilliant. Like, I'd love to see that in their world with them chasing that, right? And I yeah. no future spoilers, but, like – reboot coming up i think has a way better uh, arc too in terms of like why we're doing this and that's my thing here it's just like you know i think think clerks one right has such a strong ending for randall of self-realization even where when they're after the fight and they're on, they're surrounded by all the junk food laying on the ground he right oh fuck you fuck you throws him with all the food he's like if we're so fucking superior why the fuck are we here right like it was this realization that then built to them at the end like yeah do you need help now you're closed and they walk out and you're like they both learned something and are going to go from here. And then we get here. Yeah. You know, that movie is what, 94 and we get here in 2006 or so 12 years later. And nope, none of that actually happened. They've yeah. gone nowhere. If, if anything, they've regressed and Randall's way more bitter and in battles. Right. Dante still can't make a decision. It's like stringing to this woman along. And also, I mean, kind of Rosario Dawson, but not really. I guess. Man, I'm not looking forward to Brian O'Halloran acting out a heart attack. yeah man that's the thing too i guess that greg just kind of riffing off that point for a second like there's something endearing or not endearing but like accessible and acceptable and forgivable about 20 somethings working at a convenience store and trying to figure out what's going on with their life yeah but then it becomes very depressing when those same 20 somethings 12 years later are now mid 30s and have done literally nothing but it's not as fun to watch them adventure around and and be irresponsible you just kind of feel to yourself like wow these are adults and they're fucking losers i always thought that was the point of the movie like that that like the whole point of the movie is that they're stuck and then like because there's no the, real resolution the in the last movie like in the last movie they're like all right we're gonna make more life better but like that, that that's just surface talk like same yeah, with this like, movie we, this movie ends and what, they're going back to the quick stop where like you know it, it's but there's a thing about yeah. like so it's like when you when you go back and watch Animal House right there's an endearing quality to being you know to saying I don't give a fuck and partying your ass off in college when mm-hmm. you're well, in your 20s and you're trying to it, figure it out and not to mention Animal House ends with the hey where are they now thing right like right. we get to see that glimpse of their lives of them being and they you all know. become politicians. Um, oh, boys, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pluto does but like, but that's the thing is like when you catch up with those people again in their 30s and they're still partying like there's no tomorrow. And, and meanwhile, all of their contemporaries have moved on to like great careers and kids. It just becomes very depressing. And I remember watching this the first time thinking, I don't really want to root for these guys because they're fucking losers. But I, I, and they yeah, don't I, really I, I understand just... that they're, they're not fun to watch anymore because they're 
they, you know, it's just it's kind of sad. Like, I me. feel like oh, one of the sure. one of the most poignant moments this movie has is after they get shit on by uh, what's his Jason face? Lee. Jason Lee, and what does Randall do? He goes and and you know, um, writes the bumper cards. Yeah, yeah, and and like that's hard. it's just one of those things where it's like it's a pretty moment, but it's also like. That's how they solve their problems by just going and pretending none of it exists, you know? It's depressing. Yeah, but like that that's what in the the crux of this movie, I I always felt like that's what it is. Like these guys never learn to solve anything. And even at the end, someone else comes in and solves it. Well, so that's saying, my like, problem with it though, yeah. is that like I agree with you, Kev, that like not yeah. every movie needs to be about bettering yourself and right, all this shit. Right, right. They get bettered at the end. It's just like But they, I don't they, I don't know that they do. Like I just feel like they are like, oh, this is what we want to do, and someone there is like, fuck, I don't care. All right, we'll make it happen. But like, it's Dante's such a weird character where like, it's always like he, he's not really making choices for himself. He's just seeing the options and being like, I guess I'll go this way, you know. Like, what he could go and stay with. Um, well, at the end he can't. Right, he ruins his relationship with his girlfriend. Yeah, she's gone. Right. Once when she knocks someone else up, it's like, oh, right. And she's right out. So, Rosario Dawson. You're like, wow. So he's gonna okay. stay with Rosario Dawson, who like, I I guess they like each other. You know, it just they love each other. They say it, Kevin. Yeah, but like, they get they he proposes. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, In but it, I, I, that just all seems very like forced and not just, yeah not like that's not a decision he's making as much as like she's pregnant. So I guess what do you do? You know. But that 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 leads to the realization that they love each other. You know sure. what I mean? Well, I guess he knew that beforehand because he says he loves her up on the roof, right? Doesn't he? Before he drops her. Mm-hmm. And for the record, there's nothing wrong with working at fast food. It's the no, fact no, no. But it. like people no, do I, I, do no, that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't that, me knocking yeah. any of us. I was just making it very clear because we keep saying that. But I think what we're saying yeah. is they clearly don't want to. They have a whole conversation in the back room of this shit shack or whatever the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, I just What's have a feeling fun? that in the next movie they're gonna have plenty of conversations where they like talk about. Hating the you know working at uh, Quick Stop Slur- again. At the Quick Stop, yeah, yeah, because that's just the kind of people they are. <laughs> but like that's my thing is like if you wanted to do that, then the resolution for this. And sorry, Tim, I know we got to get to the plot, but the resolution should have been they are they have become the business owners, and then you usher in a new era of clerks who are shitty little twenty year olds who have the same issues, only mirrored now more contemporarily with oh, how do you find your ways. In the world today, exactly. exactly I, like I don't think really, really quick. One last. I I don't think that like this is gonna happen. But it would be cool if like they make a movie and find out that their passion is like sharing their story, or you know, and like that's where they find their happiness. You know, realizing that their life, <laughs> their that what they've been doing for a living is the wrong thing, and like make, making movies is is what they should have been doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Did they, a side note, non sequitur. Did they didn't they make a movie called Making Clerks? Isn't that like a movie? Didn't someone make a like a faux mockumentary about like that was done by Kevin Smith about making clerks? I don't know. I feel I like know. Kevin and Greg Miller should know. Shooting clerks. Shooting clerks. Shooting clerks. Is a 2019 British American biographical comedy drama film directed by Christopher Downey and starring Brian O'Halloran, Mark Frost, Jason Mewes, and some other people, including Kevin Smith. Um, let's see. It's a biographical dramedy detailing how Kevin Smith bankrolled his $27,000 first film with maxed out credit cards. Interesting. Yeah, this looks yeah. like something that uh, 
like the stills of it are interesting. So this is like to me, I'm like, this is what I mean. If you're gonna make Clerks three, that's what this should be, which is just make that story, or and make it in the view askew averse, and just you know, I don't know. That's that's way more fascinating to me than trying to shoehorn in Brian O'Halloran and and uh, Randall. Why the fuck can't I remember that guy's name? Jeff Anderson is that his name? Yeah. 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 Like I don't know those guys. I mean, I, this also at I, a certain point, you're like, these guys are like 50. I don't want to watch. <laughs> I don't want to watch them struggling with the same issues. They're never going to get over it. I don't feel like there's ever a resolution for these issues that they have. So who cares? But yeah, we'll see. Plot, 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 plot. There's a game over, Greggy. Hey, everybody, it's me, Greg. Welcome to the plot for Clerks 2. Hardly clerking. Uh, so we start in black and white, which I think is a great touch of Dante driving up to uh, the old quick stop. He climbs out. It's very reminiscent of Clerks 1. He undoes the shutter. He unlocks the shutters. He lifts them up, and the quick stop is on fire. He slams it back down, takes off his glasses, and disbelief opens it back up. The quick stop is on fire. Uh, he calls it into the uh, – in the, I, I love how the shots in black and white, the fire is in color. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, he calls into the fire department. We then get the fire department out there uh, trying to put out the fire on, on the quick stop. Dante sitting in disbelief on the fire truck watching. We're in color now, by the way. Uh, Randall Graves shows up. He uh, walks on into the quick stop, which is clearly burnt. It has burnt down. The fire's been put out. Uh, a fireman escorts him back out. Well, he walks over to Dante. He's like, what the fuck? Fire? T- he goes, terrorists? Uh, Dante's like, no. Uh, and then f- he's like, fuck, I left a coffee pot on again, didn't I? Dante shakes his head, yes. Uh, from there, there's a time jump. We're in Dante's car. We're driving to Randall. Uh, we already have Randall. We get Randall and Dante are in the car. They're driving to work. They're in movie outfits. They work at movies now. Uh, Do you think, so we by the a- way, that Tim Schafer could play Dante in a movie? Yeah. I think Tim Schafer could do whatever he wants. Right. No, no, like, yeah. Do you think he play Dante better? Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. Brian O'Halloran is Dante. There's no way you get around it, guys. I'm sorry. Can't yeah. unfortunate. Can't yeah. recast it. We'll see. Uh, so now they're working the in movies. What does that mean? <laughs> 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 I think he's gonna kill him. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? No, they're, they're doing Clerks Three. It's gonna be someone else playing Dante, and he's gonna be a better Dante than him. No way. Clerks Three. It'll be him. No, I know, but in the movie that they're making of Clerks in Clerks Three, it'll be a better Dante than him. Wow, that would be full circle if we somehow got Tim Schafer in there. Like, we can get even older Dante. Can we get back? Tim Schafer's like, I can do it. I'll put all my games on hold. Uh, so, yeah, well, now we get a, a, their, the opening crew at mo- movies, to which Jen turned to me like, oh, they're openers. They're a big deal. <laughs> uh, they go through, and it's very Clerks 1 of them doing all the different stuff, getting everything turned on, turning on the coffee pots. The, the thing that haunted me for the longest time is somebody who loves Egg McMuffin, them cutting into that egg product. Oh, roll. are you kidding? I <laughs> love that. Every time it makes me hungry. Kevin, oh, you're a sick fuck. What am I gonna do? That's where <laughs> That's they come not from, real, right? That's yeah. not how they cook egg McMuffins, right? I think it was for a long time. Now they okay. like do the thing where they put down the little metal ring and drop yeah, it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But for well, a long I think, time, I think they do that at McDonald's headquarters and send the frozen egg to them, and then they do it in the little steamer trays, right? I don't. They're know. not actually nobody at McDonald's. It's one of those things I'm not googling. I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to know. Either. You shouldn't want to know. But this I would eat the shit out of that roll thing. Do you remember that infomercial thing that they were selling where you put the egg in the hole and then an egg popsicle pops out? Nick, you must know about this. Let's what? get McDonald's Ugh. for lunch today, guys. I'm in. Let's get McDonald's. That sounds awful. <laughs> Andy, Google egg popsicle. I'm not. I remember. Come on, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sadly, everything that's coming up is how to make an egg McMuffin at home, so I can't tell you right now how they make it. Can you um, send that to me? Sure, Google how to make an egg McMuffin. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> sure. Here we go. 
Uh, so they yeah, get the store ready to open, and then they're back in their opening positions. Uh, then we're outside and introduced to the new and improved Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, Jay and Bob walk up with a giant boombox, uh, way more like the clerk's Jay and Silent Bob uh, that we've known before. Uh, then Ethan Supple, Supply, whatever his name is, right? Mm-hmm. We always talk about sailboat, you sailboat, goddamn sailboat. Uh, and the guy from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back who tried to buy weed. Uh, they walk over. Uh, there's a whole interaction here of like, they're cool drug dealers that are coming over here. Uh, he does the same thing. He's like, oh, yeah, he like Jay does the same song and dance. Oh, yeah, he likes to sing. And he's like, you guys have been away for a while. Where'd you go? And Jay and Silent Bob, or Jay tells a story, of course, uh, that they got pinched by the cops. Uh, they had them when they had a whole bunch of weed on them or whatever. They they uh, got sent to rehab by the judge or whatever. So they're out now and they've been clean. Is it six months, Kevin? Am I fucking letting up? 60 yeah. days, six months. They, they've six done their six month chip like the day before, the or two days before. Kevin, yeah, I'm not exactly. going to open this slack, Kevin. I'm not going to open this Andy, slack. Just open, open it, it Andy. <laughs> I'll send this to Nick. I'll send this to Nick. He can, he can let you send know. Send it to me. I want to see the egg pops. No, Greg, it's too much. Ew, it's coming out. <laughs> it's ew. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> Nick already sent you. Greg already sent it to you. I made it. I made it. Tim, do you want to see it too? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you got to show everybody now. God damn it. All right, give me a everybody. second. <laughs> Best Rolly Eggmaster gifts. What the fuck is it? Tim needs to see it. <laughs> so, wait, I put this thing in. I crack an egg and I put it in, Kevin, and yeah. it makes me this. Egg. How long does it take to make the egg? It's egg popsicle. <laughs> This thing is not what I was expecting. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can put all. a skewer in it, like as it's making it, and then yeah. it's on the skewer. Which I don't it's know like why you'd want to do that. Oh, it looks like god. it's got that's a little disgusting. bit of foreskin, like a little foreskin on it. Oh, oh my god! god. Nick, don't say things like that. Andy, yeah. you're, you're trapped in this life. <laughs> there, there. Now they There's can no see game. it on my screen. There it is. That is a sight to be old. <laughs> Does it have a little sphincter so it can cut it off? Uh, Nick, you say the word. We'll buy it and find out. You know what I mean? Get one. You ship it to Tim's house and make Cool Greg deal with it. Um, <laughs> see how they talk there, and then uh, they also introduce that they've they found God. Like, isn't because isn't it like uh, you know hard not to smoke weed that you're dealing or whatever? No, not that they found the Lord or whatever, and they have a Bible that they hold up and they're all excited about. Uh, and is this where it is? There's a lot of interesting things you could read in the Bible. <laughs> Did you know Jesus was a Jew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> on Bob. Though. They're back. They're dealing outside. They've got a boombox. Uh, back inside. Wait, is that uh, is this when he's like, put that sh- fifteen dollars, little man, put yep. that shit in my hand. Yeah, we talked Great. about that. Uh, then uh, back in the store. I was looking uh, at the fucking cheat, the, the egg anus. <laughs> Inside, we get an update from uh, Randall and Dante here. Uh, Randall's over on the message boards of some uh, disabled person's blog. Just being tr- a piece tr- of shit. Trolling them and talking about how. Again, this is where it's like, I remember watching this being like, what? Like, it's like Randall, again, is cranking. We're going to crank Randall up to 11. You're like, but I don't find this Randall endearing. And, yeah. and there's it, there's the interesting commentary right from uh, um, Dante about like Randall's like, oh, this guy just wastes his time posting all this shit on the internet. And he's like, and you waste your time going in there to you know argue with them or whatever. But again, that's buried pretty quickly as we just get back to Randall being offensive and being like, ah, oh, that's what I do. And yeah, I'm talking about how great my legs work and how I'm enjoying, you know, and how I'm gonna drive down the block instead of walk. I mean, to me, it, the, is- to me the. No, go ahead, Kev. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, this is this is when you leave a troll to become a troll, it just becomes more of a troll, you know? Same so with always like a, there was always a quality of Randall that you were like, I kind of appreciate why he's doing it because the customers that he has to deal with are so dumb. 
or yeah. such assholes. And yeah. this is his sort of way of dealing with being in this situation and, and, and navigating it. It's by being even a bigger prick to these people um, and taking it out on them. And there was something, if you've ever worked customer service, there's a little party that's like, yeah, I wish I could have been, I could have done that. Not totally. totally does it. In this, he's just like, wow, you're just being like a horrible human being. And it's and that's very the thing. difficult to, 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 uh, but just, I, I mean, he was, character. he's Cartman in this, but know? he was yeah. in the yeah. first one. Like he spit on someone randomly. He sold yeah, cigarettes but- to a four year old child. Like he was a bad, like he's always been a bad shitty person. But there, there was this guise of in clerks, the original clerks that he was doing to Nick's point of like, if you worked in customer service, mm-hmm. he was doing the things you wish you could do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that makes it good or bad. You know what I mean? But now he's just doing things like, why would anyone want to do this? It why would zero you? purpose? He's just being an yeah. asshole for asshole's sake, for malicious sake. Which again, yeah, you're right, Kevin. He's not not the character that I want to be in any of these movies, mm-hmm. for sure. Even in Clerks, but there was some part of a part of like there was a catharsis that you'd see when you know some annoying person came into the store and he was like, "Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to order a shit ton of pornographic movies or whatever, just so that this person but knows that." Let's remember what the scene you're talking about. It's a woman who's asking for a movie That's with true. her That's child. Real that's fair. That's you know? fair. Yeah, that was a poor example. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like we analyze all the examples. They're all shitty examples of him just being a piece of shit. It's endearing because we have all that hostility, those of us that well, work those kind of jobs. They have a moment in, in Clerks where he's like, where they go through the litany of the stupid, stupid questions yeah. that people have to deal with every day. Sure. And so when they do that, you're like, oh, I kind of understand if you were, if this were your world and every day you had to deal with but, these stupid people, how you might lash out. But this bit. was Not our world. Accept- I worked at retail for two years. You worked in in food service for multiple years, and it's like no one lashes out like that. Well, you're missing missing the point. The the point is that he is the character. He is the id. He is the person that all of us wish. Like there's a part of every every time some asshole customer when I was serving food said something stupid to me, I wish part of me could get away with talking shit to that person. But you can't do that in real life. So when we watch this character in Clerks, you go, oh, okay. It's fun to watch him because he's that little evil shit part of all of us that gets revenge on these people who don't give a fuck about the person standing behind the counter. But in this movie, he's on he's literally making fun of a, of a disabled person for no reason. No, no reason. Yeah. Other than the person just on a forum trying to figure out how to be how to make life better for themselves. And that makes you that makes like whatever literal redeemable quality that Randall had in the first one is just gone for the first hour and 15 minutes of this movie. Um, so we also got a bunch of exposition here on what's going on, right? Uh, Don, this is Dante's final day at work. Uh, in the morning, him and his fiance Emma are going to Florida, where Dante will run a car wash that Emma's uh, father owns, and they will, well, in a second, we'll be told they're giving they're getting a house as a wedding present as well, or whatever. Uh, Randall bags on him for this, of course, not to the extent that he will later or whatever, but just like this is what's going on, yada yada yada. Uh, around this point, uh, his uh, his uh, fiance Emma walks in. She's wearing a shirt that says mrs hicks to really drive home the part that she loves him i guess i love that i love that i think it's weird as fuck (laughs) wait didn't your fiance wear a shirt with your face all over it yeah but i'm not dante it's a great point you could be dante though a lot of people think you're very similar to dante if you think about it blonde hair which makes which makes (laughs) andy randall oh man would it make andy randall (laughs) (laughs) handle Handle. Um, she hops up on the counter and starts making out with Dante while Ben Affleck is uh, there to order his food or whatever. Just watch uh, 
he eventually gets yeah exactly <laughs> uh randall walks over he's like stop watching your perf <laughs> and he eventually gets his food he's like just it's i'm not gonna say anything it's just very un- unhygienic and leaves um randall watches them make out for a while so emma drags uh, dante outside where they again furiously continue to make out again yes movie number two here the you know uh kevin smith casts his wife then has him make out with people uh to turn on of they, his. good for him man mm-hmm. uh Tarantino they make out feet. true they make <laughs> out outside on the swing for a while and start talking about leaving and how they're gonna go and how you know uh She's not going to miss this place. And he's like, I bet when we get to the state line, you'll, you'll miss it or whatever. And she's like, no, nothing good ever happened here. You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, more recap of what a loser Dante is and how this is going to be their salvation. Whose phone keeps fucking vibrating? Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know what picks, also, gets you know, picked I'm up I'm going to take this interruption to, to ask you guys a question. What color is Dante's hair? Thank you. Great question. Uh, well, it's clearly dyed. <laughs> his hair is brown. His beard is black, right? Yes. Okay. But none of it's blonde. I, no, I, oh, no, that, no, 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 Tim, no. that was just, the joke. You know, like, the fuck with you, blonde, blonde, you're sitting over there, you know what I mean? I don't His know, hair is not nearly as blonde as yours, Tim. past his creepy-ass eyes every time he was, like, leering at uh, Rosario Dawson. For the record, he's a human being. <laughs> like, I don't know, his creepy-ass eyes isn't him acting. Hey, it's how hey, he looks. Hey, hey. No, it is, though. Like, I feel like he doesn't need to look that way, but he is doing this weird, like, intentional <laughs> look. That's how he shows love. Yeah. How do you, when you look at, G- I've so seen how you look at Gio. This is you. You know yeah, I mean? and again, okay, I'm not yeah. Dante, so it's okay. <laughs> um, Close, though. Terrible. While <laughs> they're outside making against, eventually Randall comes out in a... Yeah, yeah, Randall comes out, and uh, he's talking to... He watches them make out, and then they stop, and then he's he's like, oh, what's going on? And like, I came out here to talk to you because you guys were talking. She's like, you just want to see me make out? And he's like, no, uh, you were no longer a woman as soon as you started dating my best friend. And, she, and he, he's like, you know, I don't even see you as a female anymore. So she lifts her shirt, showing her see-through bra and nips. Cool. And he's like, oh, that's too much. And she's like, if you don't leave, I'll show you my pooter. And he's like, what? And she starts undoing her pants, and he leaves. And he's like, all right, cool. He goes back in. Huh? No, knowing that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The thing is, like, I just don't find that character to be that role. Right. It's just Jen. She's fine. She's just so miscast in this because she doesn't. First off, she comes off like her presence is too mature to be playing this. Like, let's put my hair up in ponytails and let's make out on the swing set thing. Right. Like she comes off as like a 40 year old in this who's got her shit together. But then they, they have her doing these weird things that just are so not right like for this a horny high school teen yeah. and <laughs> i'm really like i bizarre. don't know and and it would be okay if that character to me was like oh i'm super insecure because i'm dating the ben affleck of the world who is super good looking and can get whatever they want but like she needed to be way more unlikable in this movie for me to That's- forgive Dante for cheating on her yes. and knocking up someone else. And she's like, not I said at the top, right? Like, it seems like the biggest thing is that she's controlling when in reality she's trying to build a better life for a person yeah. she clearly loves. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, wants the best for her. I don't think she's doing it to build it on his own. No. Yeah. And like, and I hate to say that, like, you have to have this character if you want to have a fitting resolution be horrible. But like, she has to be the one that cheated on him. She has to be the one that mis- mistreated him for me to look at that and go, okay, it warrants him breaking up with her and moving on to this other person that he clearly has more feelings for. But she just ends up like, it's also weird because for the first like maybe 20 minutes of this movie, she's just really nice. She brings him in. Like, you know what I mean? 
And it's not until like midway Again, what through trans- we start getting the she's a little more pushy than she shouldn't be. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. But I mean, but he, yeah, like but he needs that, transgression right? is picking their wedding date. It's like no, but, like, but yeah, even yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't ever see yeah. the like the bitchy. I don't. I don't ever I see the bitchy it. girlfriend fiance character. We don't like. She, okay, she's pushy or whatever, but like. It never comes off. They don't do a good enough job of showing her as being this awful person that Dante needs to get away from. Exactly. Like they do in other movies. Like whenever like the cute girl's dating like the hot guy and he's like a to- like in a like I think like Wedding Crashers. Uh, right. uh you know like um what's sure. with, uh, yeah, what's I can't his name? Think of his name. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah he's such a dick asshole. Yeah. Yeah. In that <laughs> regard, like they don't I mean, really do that to her, you know. Yeah, that's a perfect example where you want to see that. You want to hate that character. So that you the care you feel like your main character that you identify with is trapped, but unfortunately because because of the way they write Dante, because of the way fucking Brian O'Halloran acts him, you don't like him. So I end up at the end of this movie, I always end up feeling really bad for the Emma like, character. Oh, totally, I hope you don't oh, hate anybody. Should yeah, <laughs> she got screwed yeah, think, over. That to me is like what makes these movies weird is that we like them because it's like oh these feel like real characters, but they're so often next to cartoon characters that with Jay and Silent Bob being cartoon characters is fine, but then when you get this woman, it's like she's not real. Like there's no world in which someone would be like that, and like that that kind of at oddsness is is what I don't like about these because if it was just about a bunch of real people talking like real people, I think that there'd be a lot more heart to it. Like I feel like we're prescribing um, heart that we want to see in some of these. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Um, Randall goes back inside at which point we're introduced to Elias uh, he is dri- dropped, driven up and dropped off by his parents they're all happy in the car singing he kisses his mom on the lips Randall sees all this and so as soon as Elias enters the, the area yes. uh, Randall starts bagging all over Elias about Poor Elias he seems like such a nice kid totally right he's a yeah. young innocent 19 year old but yeah uh, Randall wants to grind into dirt um, he kind of looks like a Topher Grace Sure, I see that. I see that. I see that. I see that. Yeah. I see that. Um, this escalates into you know we find out that uh, uh, Elias loves Transformers. <laughs> he's op- his handle is Optimus Prime. Totally he's, forgot this part. He's he's in a great setup for the new live action Transformers movie that's coming out. So Randall of course know. just picks that all apart and screams about that know. and how Transformers are a, a slight on God. And he's like, no, at church Bible camp they have a flowchart like that if God made humans and humans made Transformers, Transformers are a gift from God. It's like, all right, I see what you're doing. Yeah, you know, whatever, doing that thing. Uh, they bag they bag for a while there and just make fun I- of shit. I really yep. had wished this that this had been like the kid from Dogma that was like what immaculately conceived. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's just no connection Tommy there. Timing doesn't work up on yeah. that one, yeah, yeah. Um and so eventually uh I think this is it, right, where Elias is like, Mr. Dante and, and Dante opens it while he's shitting, he's like, Randall, leave him alone and then makes eye contact with Scott Mosier and a child there. And he's just a shocked father and he shuts the door real quick. Don't look at his um, Yeah, don't look at his wee wee. Um, then Becky shows up. This is Rosario Dawson's character. She arrives while uh, Dante's cleaning the window. He waves at her. She waves back. Randall immediately like, "Why the fuck are you waving at her?" I, I liked this conversation. Like, she's gonna be like, she's gonna be here in front of you. Have to do something. Clearly, you like her. He's already setting up the fact that uh, this is how it is, and that you know, blah, blah. And then I forget how this escalates from right there to there, but it's about going ask him. Oh no, it's because oh, he's like, "Why are you like not going after these seventeen-year-old girls?" Yeah, but I, is that so? He's like crazy things. 
They yeah, go yeah, ass to even, mouth. Okay. They ask for it. it. We're keep going. No, All right. Sorry, yeah, exactly. Ahead. So he's picking up high school girls, apparently, Randall, because now he's a pedophile on top of just being an asshole. Um, and so, yeah, he'll go. they go ass to mouth. That's the thing. They start, are you never go ass to mouth, Randall. They go back and forth about it. Eventually, uh, Becky comes in, and the first thing Randall's like, hey, Becky, you, would you go ass to mouth somebody? Uh, she says, no, you never go ass to mouth. They go back for and forth for a while here about in Randall's argument that if you're going down on somebody and then you kiss them afterwards, so that's like going ass to mouth with somebody. She's like, "Did you just compare a vagina to an asshole?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "All right, you get to go do whatever fucking job Elias usually does," and uh, he's all angry about it. But she, he, she wins in the end because she's the boss. Yay! Um, so Randall goes to go do that job. Uh, Dante and Becky immediately go to the off- her office and start having a, their, the painting toenails conversation. That's way too intimate, way too. I mean, clearly it is because they have a child and everything else. But uh, also like, yeah, very yeah. inappropriate to do at work. Also very inappropriate. To do, also very inappropriate to do. Thank you ask me not. to do your nails all the time. It's different. I, I want no. I want you to do Tim's nails in front of me while I watch. <laughs> <laughs> you can always make it worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. My lot in life, guys. That's why uh, Andy's the the Randall. We're here for, well, I guess because the conversation starts with in general, here's the new forwarding address for where I'm going. You know, this is my final day kind of thing. It's a little bit set up of like how Becky didn't want to live, be here either. You know, she was only supposed to be here for a little bit while her father was getting chemo. He's out of the woods now. She wants to get out of here too. She, you know, this couple of months turned into two years way too quickly. Um, Dante's been here about a year. Um, Then we start getting into immediately, yeah. Becky's dunking all over fucking Emma. I was just like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Was that Caddy? That was Caddy. And then they, they start doing it. That happens while they're doing the nails. This is all happening quickly. But this is where we start to establish that Dante's a pushover who fucking knew from the entire for a fucking first movie we watched. And Emma's pulling all the strings and doing all these things. And Becky doesn't really like her. It seems like there's a connection between uh, Dante and uh, Becky. And there is. And we'll investigate that later. Because on the outside... Um, and just what a coincidence. Uh, it, uh, Randall's working the counter, and Elias is like, One ring to rule them all. And then they get into a debate about how fucking Lord of the Rings sucks, which Randall's just fucking right on the money about. And what a fucking right on the movie. money, dude. Right on the goddamn Nails money. it. That sidestep in the second movie is so fucking funny. Now, hold on, um, hold on, everybody. I want you to be quiet. Andy's making a good point. Continue, Andy. The Fuck movie God, he realized he was muted. <laughs> Shit, I fucking loved it. I wanted you to keep going. You <laughs> I don't want to hear your point. Uh, so yeah, this whole conversation about how Lord of the Rings sucks or whatever. Uh, and then as fate would have it, another Lord of the Rings fan comes in. And uh, I forget, what does he have on his... You know, he's, oh, he checks him out. And he's like, one ring, he's like, one ring to do them all. And one ring to fuck them and all. And the they darkness binds them. This must be a fucking thing. For they both the ring. Find rings. them one ring to bring them all. And in darkness, find them, Greg. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's talking about the one ring bringing all the, the rings from around it's Middle Earth. Right. <laughs> Andy, how come you don't have a ring? Yeah, I don't know. Um... So it's revealed, I, yeah, like the Elias wears his ring. This guy has the ring in his pocket. They're all ring fans, at which point Rand, Rand, they start comparing how many times they've seen Return of the King. Uh, this gets Raymond why mad. Do, why do Nick's legs look so small? <laughs> <laughs> They're really small, right? <laughs> really small. You skipping leg day, Rand, Nick? You skipping leg day? I am just having skipping Leg-wise. up in this chair. Randall gets angry. And your legs Let me see how big your legs look. Fuck <laughs> shit. Let me see. It. Let me see the black socks you're wearing right now. Show us the show us the calves. I'm not wearing socks. I'm wearing I'm wearing uh, socks. <laughs> swimmers kick. You just <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's only one return. It's of the Jedi, not of the King. Uh, Randall I makes fun of the movies mm-hmm. for watching for walking. He does a reenactment in front of the register. Um, uh, then he, yeah, he moves into let's let's make it homophobic, and he's like, uh, yeah, it didn't end at the natural point, which was the natural point when Frodo's in bed and everybody comes in, and him and Sam should have fucked, and this escalates, and then the other guy calls him the f word, and then they are mad at each other, and I forget how we get out of it. Uh, a little fact here: Randall's rant against Lord of the Rings trilogy was taken almost verbatim from Kevin Smith's diatribe against the movies in the London section of his "An Evening with Kevin Smith" to "Evening Harder." Uh, in 2006 many of randall's lines are taken directly from what smith said in the q a inc- including the line and just before the credits roll sam bricks in frodo's mouth jesus christ <laughs> that seems like a lot vivid. of sexual tension that doesn't get it's released so vivid. <laughs> some of them yeah i forget how we get out of this argument but we get he out vomits. of this argument the, the, oh right yeah right Fuck. yeah yeah he totally vomits for no reason because he's just so just angry too much about for him Robert. to handle yeah all right. There. But the next line is such All a right. Kevin line where he goes, I'm pissed off a guy so much about Lord of the Rings, he vomited. <laughs> like, it's just like, I just at any moment picture Kevin like popping in the office, like, guys, I was talking so much to Joey. Just up. Like, oh, I can see it happening. Yeah, Randall pops in and says that uh, Dante and Becky, who are quickly reset so they don't, they aren't, he doesn't know that they're painting their nails. Um, he goes to get the cleaning products that he didn't know existed, showing you how clean movies is. Um, Finally, uh, uh, Dante and I mean, it might have already happened, but it's it's happening in the same thing. Uh, Dante and Becky kind of lay it on the line here, where she's like, "I just fuck ugly chuds on the <laughs> prep station or whatever." And they laugh, and then Dante's like, "Do you regret it?" And then we're revealed that they have hooked up in the past, which you're not sure how long ago it was, but it, it, they hooked up in the past. Uh, and no, and she's got this whole thing of like, I don't believe in marriage. I believe in, I don't believe in traditional romantic love. I believe in just fucking as many people as you can and giving into your basin snakes or whatever. You're like, all right, cool. Um, eventually Randall pops back in a couple times. They keep hiding it. And eventually when he does it on the last time, he's, he tells Dante, uh, his old ladies here, uh, Dante gets up and goes outside. Uh, at this point, Did yeah, Dante goes about our sponsors. Oh, hey. Ooh. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Ah, summertime dreaming. There are these days when visions of sunshine and surf dance through our heads. Probably now more than ever, collectively, we mold into our couches. But we got to keep the dream alive. Me Undies is committed to the cause by keeping you in a constant stream of uninterrupted, dream inducing undie comfort. I can definitely, definitely stand with this. Always wearing my MeUndies shirt, MeUndies lounge pants, MeUndies undies, MeUndies socks. They're keeping me covered head to toe. MeUndies bomber jackets. Get on it, man. I'll definitely wear it. Um, how do you reach this uninterrupted state of comfort, you ask? With a membership with MeUndies. And, man, is it handy. Imagine this. Every month, the softest, coziest undies magically appear at your door. As your undie collection grows, your laundry time lessens, and adulting gets that much easier. All of this is very, very true. Plus, a membership comes with uh, site-wide savings, early access, and free shipping, and zero reasons to ever leave your house. Just grab those new undies off the porch and get right back on to that summertime dreaming, feeling so soft and so fresh and so clean. Um, MeUndies has a great offer for you guys right now. Any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. Uh, you got to give this super softness a try especially because they have 100 satisfaction guarantee to get your 15 off your first order free shipping with that guarantee go to meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning kev andy greg you guys wearing some undies right now nick know it i don't know about you no i'm having a horrible day it's a little warm in my apartment so i'm not going to tell you what i'm wearing but i've got the camo ones 
There's nothing underneath these shorts, Tim. No, stop, Nick. Great. Well, there could be, Nick. You can go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. (laughs) When I do wear undies, though, I'll look into it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Worth pointing out, I was able to find a Business Insider article that had them cracking at McDonald's, cracking eggs into the things, but I don't fucking believe it for a second. Fuck, no. It's too much effort, man. They've automized it. They don't even use cows anymore. They have synthetic cows that have their own little... Arm a cow, here's an egg. This is where Randall is over on God, movie. You would love it. You beef, uh, 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 what is that? What was that? <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. Fine. Randall's over there looking at kinkykelly.com. He's going to get a donkey show for uh, Dante's going away party tonight. Um, Here's the thing. Earlier you were saying that like it's weird that he's going into bestiality stuff, right? But I feel like that's the natural evolution of someone who's just watching porn for fun all day. Like it just keeps Nick, getting worse. Like yeah, 100%. Remember that time we walked? I won't bring it into it. But Listen, you guys, you got, you got, sometimes you, you have your, to, your appetites widen. Let's just put it that way. We'll just put it that way. Your horizon you broaden anyway. <laughs> he's just being, Andy, he's just being honest with you. All right. That's and like, that's honest. important that he be, he, he's honest with, with someone. If you like, if you like watching consenting adults and consenting animals have sex with no. each no, other. No, we're going to stop you right there and cut you off and get back to it. Uh, Elias <laughs> comes over while uh, he's doing this and starts freaking out. And he's like, don't ruin this for me. This is, you know something we've dreamed about seeing uh, tijuana all this jazz uh so i'm gonna book it i need your cell phone it's for emergencies i'm gonna use this thing blah blah um i forget how he sells it he's some way to go around to try to sell it to him and transformers or jesus i can't remember but he does enough whatever uh outside uh yeah emma's back at the thing at the movies and she's got a whole bunch of crap in her trunk. I forget why we're doing this. Uh, but eventually Becky walks out and she's like, hey, I want we just got these printed. I wanted you to have them. It's a wedding invitation. Uh, we're going to do it in like, what, three months or three weeks, something like that. Once we're down there, uh, I, Dante's like, wait, I, I, we we're going to wait till we pick a date down there. And Emma's like, man, if we left it up to them, nothing would get done. And it's 100 percent accurate about Dante. Like it would never yeah, get done if you were. But Dante doesn't know what he's doing. And even it said as much in there, right, of like. You know, he likes the idea of marriage and yada, yada, yada. Like, what the fuck's going on? Who the fuck knows? Um, she goes back in, all sad-like. Um, he stays in one of the movies. Um, this is when they go back in and Jason Lee shows up in full My Name is Earl garb. Once again, reminding you, of like, oh, yeah, My Name is Earl was filming at this time. Oh, Ethan Suppley was on that show, too. Oh, okay. It's a good show. Uh, never watched it. It's fun. Yeah. You'd like it. <laughs> Yeah. No space in it whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Checks my box. <laughs> Every time I see that Space Force on Netflix, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It's really good. Very little space in it. it. Okay, good. A lot of um, space talk. He so, talks all sorts of shit. Uh, such to, an aggressive reaction to that. Get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying, like, I don't have time for it, all right? Like, keep it on my planet, my time. You know what I mean? Or my okay, past. Or my true. near future, but not space future. You're near not going to have a future. Keep going, Greg. <laughs> Jason Lee shows up. He's in a pop collar. He looks weird because he's my name is Earl, but he's also this supposed to be preppy guy. Um, He's there, and he knows them from high school, and uh, Randall doesn't take it well. Immediately starts calling him Pickle Fucker. Why did uh, his voice just change? Why is his voice like – why does it sound like he's been smoking for 30 years straight in the last 10 years? 
know yeah, I think I mean? he was That's doing a character. character. It's called acting, you know. It just sounded like because there's that there's that one season where Daryl in the office where uh, the the actor what's his name um, Craig Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson where Craig Robinson was going through some drug stuff and it changed his Ooh. voice. Oh. And so like in season four, you can hear him like ha- his voice is super gravelly, and it seemed Smoking like here. No other stuff. I think smoke a lot of heroin. I don't know. Andy, you shouldn't like... make things up about him. <laughs> I don't no, know why no, you're coming true. on this podcast yeah, talking yeah, about him doing heroin. This is true. But anyway, Jason I Lee's voice. another defamation suit from you, Andy. All right. J- Jason Lee's voice just sounds like really weird and different. Uh, I'm, I don't like it. I like when he used to be the Ryan Reynolds guy. Mm, mm. The Ryan yeah. Reynolds guy. His voice is always very, it's that? very high pitched and shit. Yeah, exactly. And then it's that's how he sounds now. <laughs> there used to be Man, you looking, you're looking into this, Craig. What do you think? I, makes I have looking a 2013 article Office Star Craig Robinson pleads guilty in Bahamas drug case. Oh, shit. that's cool. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so cool. No, like, I, I, I dude, I straight up Googled Craig when Robinson's voice found a, and whatever. When a small amount of marijuana and pills that they deemed suspicious, he was trying to board a plane as he headed to the United States. Wait a minute. Can you take marijuana in pill form to get yourself? Oh, yeah. it was, it was right, check, it out, check it out. Check it out. Check out. What's the deal? This is on Reddit. What's the deal with Kirk Robinson's voice in season five? It says around August 2008, Kirk Robinson had some troubles with some drugs and drug charges. Season five aired first in September that year. Uh, th- oh, this is all a lot of speculation. Let's connect the dots. People.com. August 15th, 2008. Okay. The office of Craig Robinson, Robinson charged with felony drug possession. Craig Robinson of The Office and Pineapple Express has been charged with possession of drugs, including ecstasy and methamphetamine. Met, uh, you know, meth. Methamphetamine. Uh, I'm not, I can't get it. Authorities <laughs> confirm. Robinson, 36, plays warehouse supervisor Daryl Philbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, officers discovered drugs in his car and fa- also found Robinson to be under the influence of amphetamines. Uh, mm-hmm. That's If you didn't know, that's like a reptile. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. It's the drugs that breathe no. underwater. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> They're cold-blooded. Cabinoids. <laughs> Abinoids, uh, <laughs> according to felony complaint followers. I can confirm, you know, he's just two felonies, possession of a controlled substance, misdemeanor DUI. I'm saying just Jason Lee. Let's, you know, keep all options on the table. Let's look into it. Right, <laughs> Andy, go find this subreddit and write about Jason Lee's voice. Book, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and then quoted his Bible truth on this show. <laughs> We're all going to jail. Anyways, uh, Jason Lee's there. He's pickle fucker. Uh, which means that you know he's making fun of them for working, uh, still being at, working at the the stores, and then now working here, just being uh, uh, clerks. Um, they make fun of him for yeah. In high school, the seniors did horrible things to the freshmen. Uh, for him, it was that he had to walk with a pickle up his ass, and if he if it fell out, you had to take a bite of it, put it back up there, and keep walking. He did it like four times or whatever. Fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's he horrible. tells a lie. He tells a lie. This story. I, I get it done too. Nick, you'd be able to put it in the right without any bites. <laughs> put in my See, that's hole. the thing. Is like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it needs to be an extra life goal, but I would be interested in how far I could get with pickle. Like, I think you're you keeping your little kangaroo pass for a while. Jesus Christ! Clearly it's, a challenge. Clearly, it's a challenge, and am I up to it for the big, beautiful kids? Andy, can you know, make if a we shirt? Added Fran hiding in the bushes. I think you got yourself a really good extra life goal. <laughs> what? <laughs> At the same time, yeah. Just we, we combine the two. Fran gets in the ghillie suit. We go, he goes and hides. Oh, and man, we, we never forget about him. him. <laughs> what happened first? Makes so him mean. The finish line. We find Fran. <laughs> find Fran. Um, 
What Anyways, nobody else remembers that shit but you. Yada yada yada. Um, he orders <laughs> his he orders a soda and a burger. Um, Randall's like coming right up. Then it's a bunch of quick shots of him going and getting this urine urinal ice into the cup and then filling oh, with diet coke. Then making a burger, and taking flies off of the uh, fly trap, and putting mm. it in the thing, the burger, and shutting it. And he's like, "Here you go." And Jason Lee takes it. Thanks, man. And then. Uh, he, uh, he, they keep talking to John at each other, and Jay shows up and he's like, "Hey, can I order my fucking cow tipper? I can get my cow tipper on." And he calls he, him a uh, pickle Jay, fucker too right away. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Jason Lee's like, "Yeah, here you can take my thanks, pickle fucker." Oh, um, I'm not really hungry, and so Jay, Jay runs out with it, and he's like, "I don't actually eat fast food. I just wanted to come in here and see you fucking losers." Oh, I left out the part where he's a bajillionaire. He sold the company to Amazon. Uh, Elias gets his card for his transformer site he wants to make or whatever the fuck's going on. Um, Jason Lee leaves. Um, Randall super just pissed off now. This guy just because somebody told him like it, called it like it is. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your life, you idiot, you fucking weirdo? Well, the guy, um, the guy did specifically come to bully him. So the guy's kind of sure. an asshole too. But I mean, I, again, this is this goes back to what me and Nick were talking about at the front. I, I can't feel sympathy for these characters. Nor should you. They're not good. They're not good people. <laughs> like, why would I care? Like, yeah, you are a bunch of pieces of shit. Mm. Um, he's like, I need the keys to your car, and rather than just say, I need uh, that means drive me. Um, so Dante's like, oh, oh, okay, we gotta go, of course. So he yells at Elias to tell Becky that they gotta run and do an errand or whatever. They drive out. As they drive out, uh, Jay and Bob are eating the food and. And Bob's drinking the soda, looking all sour. Jay Z eating the burger. And he's like, yo, this, this burger tastes like flies. And does it taste like fly, yo, flies and piss? Yo, this drink, it, what, yeah, does it taste like piss that's, and flies? It was a great my line. favorite line. Yeah, it's like the most I probably laughed in the movie. <laughs> just because you didn't expect him to nail what it was. I just, I just love like how on the nose it like it's so stupid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they go to blow off steam at a go tra- go kart track named Skid Marks. They drive around, horsing around, being a bunch of clowns, having fun, smiling and laughing. You know uh, what I get- hate? You know what I hate? I mean, it's such a dumb, it's such a dumb uh, critique of this little part. But when they get to the go karts and they're about to start going, Brian O'Halloran looks at fucking what's his Randall, face, Jeff Randall, Anderson. and goes, "You sure you want to do this?" It's like you're just fucking go karting. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're not about to leave the country. You're not trying to kill and an move to France or something like. You but know. it's one of the things where he's having a bad day, and if he loses at go karting, it might really even be worse. It's like how whenever we play Fortnite, I'm better than you, and you get all sad about it. Oh, you hate that, Andy. He's yeah, so much you know better I mean? than you too. It's exactly. It's difficult um, to watch, they, Andy. They go kart. They get in the car and drive back to work. Uh, Dante's like, I don't understand why you know I drive you everywhere and you like this thing, and well, it's like what's going on, and uh, it starts getting too real where. Uh, like, what do you like about it? He's like, it's just, I, I, you know, why is go-karting your go-to when you, something goes wrong? And he's like, it just, it, it takes me back to a happier time, you know, a simpler time kind of thing. Like when I was happy or whatever. And Dante investigates a bit more. He's like, what the fuck do you care? Like, you're, you're moving tomorrow anyway. You're leaving me. And it's like awkward silence. They just drive back to uh, movies. Uh, they get out and come into movies and it's anarchy. It's just Elias and Becky running it. There's a huge fucking line. Becky's like, nice guys. And they're like, we're into work mode. Let's fucking do it. And so they run back there. And Randall, you think you're going to turn this corner here. And Randall's going to like show that he's like great. And he loves his job. And doesn't love his job, but he's good at it. And he, yes, he is. Because he pulls up the front. And says, ah, what the fuck are you doing? You almost burned the place down. The machine does all the work. Like, this is all, oh, this is funny or whatever. Dante's in there. They start going. And we're like, all right, cool. We're, 
we're doing this. We're getting into the groove here. Where are we going to go? And then for out of no, for no fucking reason, the wheel is jerked into this racial tirade thing. Yeah. Uh, Wanda Sykes, a uh, famous comedian, and her husband in the movie uh, are there. They are both black. They're there, and they're they're referencing all the stupid, horrible things they are saying of, like, cock stain. What's a cock stain? <laughs> and, like, the husband's trying to justify it. I did like, like, you want to go home and find out what a cock stain is? Like, they're, like, they're having a playful relationship. And then, yeah. I forget the exact setup, though. Uh, Randall comes out and uses uh, a racial slur, PM, right there. And it's like, and uh, obviously everything stops. It, obviously the movie's pointing out, that this is not okay. Dante's like, what the fuck? Rosario Dawson's like, what the fuck? He's like, what the fuck? He's like, I know I did not just hear him say that. And he continues to double down saying it and, use, and, and not understanding there's something wrong with what he says. It's- and finally they're like, what are you fucking doing? Like, are you crazy? I, the, I think that, this is when he's like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Like, that's a racial slur. He's like, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. it's a racial slur for black people. Like, and he's like, no, it's not. And then he starts going down the list of what are confirmed to him racial slurs for black people. As everybody panics, uh, they try to give uh, Wanda Sykes her food. She's like, I will not take food from this uh, bigot. And her husband's like, I will. And they have they have a fun back and forth about, it. no, we won't. And he keeps trying to take it. And then she takes it and throws it on the ground. He's like, damn. And he walks out. Um, and then, then we're into uh, Becky and Dante just screaming at Randall about this. And him, you're like, where are we going with this? What are we going to do? It's revealed that his grandmother called him this slur all the time. And he does, so he doesn't think of it as a slur. He thinks of it as a pet name. And then uh, Be- well, maybe Becky's already left and is mad and is like, you're lucky I'm not going to fire you for this. She may, but, but it's more Dante and Randall going back and forth about this, to which point we start bringing in uh, Jewish slurs to this thing that he's like my grandma wasn't racist she called me this and did this thing and said she's gonna put this curse on me which is a i i know we've learned the hard way many a time i am just too far removed from what the fuck every horrible racist goddamn word is i've never heard of this curse he's talking about neither have i but they go down but they they keep going with it or whatever and it's it's finally gets to this point where randall goes oh you know come to think of it maybe she was kind of (laughs) racist and i feel like if they could have stopped there or hit this point harder, it would have been f- f- not maybe not funny, but it would have been like, oh, okay, we've got come to where they realize something's wrong. Blah 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 blah. Instead, I guess motivated by the conversation, literally the, like the lines right before this from Randall, where like I'm going to make my mark on the world. Randall gets on the other side of this conversation and says he's going to take it back, and it is like. What the fuck is this doing in the movie? Like it's it doesn't so play. And I and I we've done we've given a lot of uh, oh it's a product of its time, especially in the you know the words they're throwing around for uh, gay or you know retarded or all these different things they're throwing out. And you're like okay, well in the '90s in this like this is 2006. And this is still a taboo conversation then. Again, and this is I I again like my hardcore. I'm crazy about Kevin Smith fandom. I think ended with James on the Bob strike back. Obviously I still watch the movies. I still pay attention, but I'm not like listening to every evening with Kevin Smith or the Smodcast or anything else. My assumption here is like I was said earlier of like, this is the example of it's clerks. What does clerks need to be? It, I, I think you see it. There needs to be some black and white stuff. There needs to be Dante and Randall. There needs to be, we need to be on the roof of the movies for some reason at some point. Uh, we need to be shocking. We need to have shock value in it. And I assume that's what this was. But it didn't work for me then, and it doesn't work for me now. Because again, it works for ever. Yeah, like, I don't. Thing is like, like, was this ever funny to people? Because it just seems like it's shocking, sure. But it's also like I feel like it's as shocking now as it was then, in the sense of like, yeah, this is bad. You shouldn't be saying this. And that's yeah. my thing is I, I feel like 
it would have been not okay. I don't know. I'm talking in hyperbole. I think there would have been a stronger case for it if we get to the end of this and Randall realizes, holy shit, my grandma was a <laughs> the racist. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't realize yeah. it at all. She was calling me all these slurs. And I didn't know. That's, but that's the problem. These it, movies aren't about teaching the characters things. Mm-hmm. Sure. And like, then it just becomes this a bunch of shit like this where it's just like you can pick it apart and try to find the moral at the end of the story, but it's not there. Like, that. Yeah, there's no resolution with this, right? He just right. goes the rest of the movie with PM in tape on his shirt or on his right. thing. It, and you're like, what the fuck was the it, point of doubling down on this? It seems like they use it as a like to piss off the cops so that there's less questions asked and they're arrested right away for the bestiality stuff. Yeah, the like Which the multiple jobbings, the multiple jobbings of n words, and I think I think the point that they were doing is like when we talk about how white supremacists took the the okay hand symbol. Mm-hmm. and and it and and or like a pepe the frog and all that and sure, they sure, made sure. it sort of symbols for that and i've often said like no we got to take that shit back and i think that's what they were doing here but it just it's it's just well, rough like, man like i felt like my body was like this fucking sucks watching i hate You're all like, this dude taking back a symbol that used to mean something positive like the okay signal symbol and has been corrupted is different than Trying to take back something that was never good to begin with. Oh sure, but but Randall, I don't think ever knew that it was never good to begin with. Yeah, like, but the but but it's that this is where we get into the question of like when you have a scene like this happen, like this is the like, what is what is the point of the scene and is the author trying to say through this character? And if he's not going to learn anything, then the point of the scene was just to have the shock value of some racial slurs being thrown around. And to, to her credit, Wanda Sykes is fucking brilliant in the scene, as she always is hilarious in all these scenes. Um, but. At the end of it, you're just like, wow, this just put a nail in a coffin for me that this Randall character is just so far gone. I don't even I don't give a fuck what happens to him anymore. I don't want to be a part of his world anymore. And also and, and the worst thing, like taking like, a step further, I'm sure that this movie taught a lot of people that word. Maybe it's possible. Um, but the other the other issue I have with the scene is that as a owner or, or a manager of a business, Rosario Dawson goes, what are you doing? Get back into the kitchen and cook instead of what would happen in real life fuck out of here would be like, get you're so fucking fired. You're gone. There's no way I can't have this person. Around. I don't give a shit if the guy I'm in love with, you're his best friend. Like this is a huge liability. You are treating people completely inappropriately. And it's not also, there's no I don't know. There's just the, there's the no way value in this at all. After he's like being corrected by everyone, being like, "No, you can't say this." He continues to say it and be like, "It's fine," and writes it on the back of his jacket. It's, yeah, it's like there's it's yeah. Totally Again, these okay. aren't characters that grow in any way that matters. You know, these are yeah, bad it's, people. And it's, and it's unfortunate because you just you want to find some likability in these characters and you want to identify with them in some degree, but like you just neither of them have any redeemable qualities. Just, that's the problem too is like saying this, like they're bad people they're supposed to be bad people this movie's also supposed to be funny like we're supposed to be laughing at them being yeah. bad people and like that's the problem here is when there's no message and it's not funny because it's really like cringy it's like that's a, a huge problem when so much of the focus of this movie and so much of Randall's character arc is based on this back to it uh that's the resolution yes as we've said um uh, uh uh becky and dante start talking again this is where she's like don't you have any like problems getting married any jitters or whatever or any and she's like well i have jitters or whatever but it's not even really about her it's a uh, uh you know more the fact that like i can't dance i don't know how to dance everybody's gonna look at my wedding and see me this fucking chud i don't know ch- chud is an insult but i love the usage of it and i'm sorry if it's a terrible word as well um <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 i think it's from okay. a movie right 
It's uh, Chud is just like Chud yeah. is just like yeah. fucking loser meathead weirdo like you know. No, it, it stands for something. It's like creatures under. Yeah, it was like a trauma movie. One of those yeah. like uh, yep. like swamp things that are sort of things. Mm. They're like ugly uh, little monsters. Okay. Um. So yeah, you can't dance. That's crazy. I'll teach you how to dance. And so they're gonna go up on the roof and dance. And so they go up there. And she yells down to Janice on the pod to play some music. They play that song they were playing earlier. <laughs> this is something we skip. But when Randall was fucking with uh, uh, Elias and like he was clearly a, a Jesus freak or whatever, he started singing whatever hair metal or whatever death metal, I don't even know, met, song that was about it. And Jay crawled through the window <laughs> and kept singing with him. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, they play that song, the actual song of it. Um, and uh, then she's like, no, something. They start playing uh, Jackson 5 ABC, a great song from Rock Band Unplugged. No one ever heard the, the music. Also, like that. probably where a million dollars of their $5 million budget went. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, so they're up there dancing now. There's a dance number. There's like a dance troupe now that pops up down on the thing for like da- 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 a nice musical number. Uh, which is fun enough and weird in this again world with no rules and it's a cartoon. But then again, so hard this thing that's like an actual I think endearing moment and like sweet thing up there like mashed up with what we just saw with Randall and these wrestlers and that's what he's gonna do. Doesn't matter. That, again. I, I I hate to lament on this, but it's this wonderful moment where we've got Rosario Dawson with her amazing smile dancing in slow mo to this great song and she's moving and it's great and then it cuts over to creepy McCreeperton just leering at her with this weird cocked head and i'm like oh he's he's trying his best is... to look cute you know <laughs> it's, it's, not it's not working but like that's it's the actor working. they have we have to just try our best not to focus i know on that. but i want to save rosario dawson from the scene so badly i can't imagine she was watching this during the premiere and going yeah this works this really works like, <laughs> my career my career is oh, even no, Kevin was like he's wheeling away that she didn't say that um <laughs> uh so yeah they're up there dancing you know eventually he can't dance she starts dancing like you're saying yeah uh they she eventually pulls him up then to start seeing what they learn they're really close they're getting they're having that connection um he dips her and that's when he goes i love you know becky i love you and she goes i'm pregnant and he drops her and he goes oh after he realized that he has a, the, the very selfish as usual dante moment of dealing with that and then realizing he just dropped the woman who said she was pregnant um from there i don't think we get much of their conversation right and said uh, jay and silent bob are out back jay's trying to pee randall and dante burst through the door the door hits jay knocks him down uh dante's like i tell you something you can't tell anybody blah blah blah, blah. and randall's being an asshole but he's his only friend there he, he's like yeah Wait, you know sorry really quick did we miss the naked buffalo bill like Ugh. music scene yeah we did that was way earlier in the movie yeah. you're right you're right yeah that's when his wife comes or fiance right it's a good sounds scene. right yeah. It's, yeah, it's hilarious. that and the it's eat pussy stuff. thing, like and the, she looks at him. And he's like, "Yeah, we totally do. Oh, we totally yeah. do." <laughs> <laughs> the best part of every movie they're in, for sure, except for Jan's hot Bob Strike Back. They were the worst part. <laughs> um. So yeah, they knock Jay down, and then he reveals that Becky's pregnant. This I like this inter- exchange too, where Randall just doesn't get it. I'm just like. He doesn't understand why this would matter to uh, Dante or whatever. Uh, then it's this big reveal that no, he's the father. He's like, oh shit, whatever. Um, uh, Becky runs. He's like, you don't tell anybody, obviously. Becky runs out. The door hits Jay again. She's as soon as she gets there. There's like this awkward thing between 
Randall and Dante. And then Randall's like, just blurts out, may, may your first child be masculine or something. She's like, thanks a lot. She yeah. leaves. Uh, Dante's pissed. He goes to swing on Randall. Randall just moves to the side and Dante hits his hand on the fucking order board. Randall's like, you swung on me? He's like, you fucking gave it away. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, they argue for a while. Um, you'd think then, yeah, he chases Becky to the front door into the parking lot. She leaves. Um, Randall comes out and rather than be upset about this and just be a good friend and say to Chaser, he sees that uh, Kinky Kelly has showed up mm-hmm. and is pulling into the thing. And he's like, get in your car and go. Just chase her for an hour. You know, and just be back in an hour. Go chase her for an hour. And he's like, got it. He drives out and he just can't fucking find her. So he just drives around for a fucking hour. Uh, this is when, yeah, Randall goes over to talk to what you'd think would be the handler of, uh, or like the manager of Kinky Kelly and this uh, donkey. They ask some questions there about what's going on. Where are you going to do it? We're going to do it in the, the restaurant. He's like, you fucking serious? He's like, yeah. <laughs> is it not spacious enough? He's like, no, it's plenty spacious. It's just odd, don't you think? Uh, and then he's like, hey, you know, something about BCI. He's like, it's animal erotica, right? Or something live animal yeah, erotica. Um, then we get this montage of everyone like, oh, I gotta fucking think through my life, man. <laughs> and it's Dante driving. He's like, I gotta think about my life, man. And Randall's sitting there. I gotta think about my life, man. I think Emma's there making a cake. I gotta make this cake, man. <laughs> Becky, I don't even remember if she's in it. She's around there. Uh, eventually, is this though, when Dante waves at the, the kid? Yeah, Dante. Yeah. Dante. This is you want to talk about creeper? Jen's like, what is this creep doing? And like, there's a faint stoplight. I'm like. It's framed weird. I think he's at a stoplight yeah. outside of the restaurant. It looks like he's just creeping on this fucking restaurant. Of course, the Again, kid is his daughter, Harley. Less to do with the blocking of the scene and more to do with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the creepiest eyes in Hollywood. Oh, no. oh my God. Um, uh, hold on. We've talked too much about McDonald's. I'm ordering McDonald's. Um, oh, get it done, Greg. Get it done, baby. Um... Eventually, I'm thinking though, about my life, man. That's the new McDonald's slogan. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Dante returns to the movies, which is now filled with smoke. Uh, we obviously the handler had already said, "Oh yeah, it's for atmosphere." Um, oh, and I left out one of my favorite little moments there uh, as a callback to the Easter eggs they put in for VSQ fans when uh, Randall is sitting there thinking about his life, man, they do the pan around of uh, the guy building the stage for Kinky Kelly. And he's got that stupid crossbeam from Mallrats. Uh, so I never notice it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that it's in so many movies. That's funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, anyways, D- Dante returns to movies, sees it, and he goes, oh, not again. <laughs> and he calls the fire department. I want to report a, a robbery in uh, movies on whatever the streets are on. Uh, he goes in there, though, and it's very quickly revealed. It is not smoke. It is, in fact, uh, a smoke machine. Uh, there's no fire. They're getting ready for this thing. Uh, Randall grabs him. He's like, we're going to do something we've talked about since we saw a bachelor party in the eighth grade or whatever it is. Uh, Elias is wasted. You assume off one beer. Jay and Bob are – oh, no, I'm sorry. He's wasted off of weed. Uh, Jay and Bob are there. They give him two blunts or whatever, and he, he's – Wasted off of weed. Yeah, he's wasted off. I don't know how drugs work, Kev. Yeah, right? no, that's true. You know, I'd be pro for Claritin. I don't understand how it works. Um, or chemotherapy. I understand that drug. Uh, then, so they all sit down and watch what's happening. And he's like, what's going on? And then Randall, or no, Dante puts it together when he's like, oh, whatever they say about from straight from Tijuana. Oh, yeah, because Ryan- Randall's doing it. He says bestiality. And they're like, no, no, it's, uh, you know. Fuck uh, yeah, you fuck cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, animal erotica or whatever. Um, interspecies animal erotica, thank you. Or just interspecies erotica, is that what it was? Thank you. And it's cans? 
can. You can, Nick. Can go, you can, can, can do it. Because I can't, So then the, uh, the show starts, and they all start getting into it. All right, cool. And then, yeah, the guy comes out. Uh, do we? Does he have a name? Am I fucking this up? Kelly's the, the... He's the stud. Boy, the mule, right? He's the hot stud or whatever? Yeah, all right. Um, he comes out, and Randall keeps being like, don't worry, there's a chick coming, there's a chick coming. And then it becomes clear there's not a chick coming. And well, I thought uh, the yeah. guy's name was Kelly. The, the guy's name is Kelly because he goes, and that's the stud, and because it was a boy horse. Remember, because the the girl no, he goes Kelly. Yeah. He goes Kelly could be a either or name, or yeah, so, yeah, because he's a guy named no, Kelly. No, 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 the, the, he's, he's the referring stud. to the horse. The Kelly the horse is, is the horse. Dude. Remember, because they talk about how big the dude, the horse's dick is. Yeah, see, Kelly. Kelly can be and a boy or a girl's name. The horse. The stud was supposed to be the horse. Okay, we can settle it. The guy is listed as right. sexy stud on IMDb. Okay, I apologize. Stud. I apologize. You, you fucking should, Nick. Put on an Iron Man helmet. For Go one fuck minute. a horse. Minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that Tim. You're, you're ready for extra life, too. Um, Good God. So yeah, they start getting into their sex acts here, and uh, they're all watching horrified. Everybody's like this. Uh, uh, like Elias is into it, though. He tells Jay he's got such a big motor. Um, while God. this is happening, Becky arrives. Uh, and walks in and and at yeah. the exact moment that uh, what's his face kisses the lady. No, no, that's Emma. We're not there yet. Oh, Becky I see what you're saying. I see, yeah, yeah, you're right, right, right. Got it. Uh, and I, I just there. realized right there. I have no idea that her name was Becky. Yeah, her. Well, you've only been doing this interview for how long, Nick? You can take off the helmet. First time I she's in this movie, you. man. Your minute helmet is up. I will need you to mail the helmet to Andy, though. He's going to have a minute soon. Um. Then uh, yeah, Dante and her start talking about like what the fuck's going on, but also like Becky, I'm so sorry, you know, like oh, and I love you, and, and she's like, well, I don't want, and then she's like, wait, is that guy blowing a donkey? And like, there's a the whole thing there, and she and, and it it is a funny thing. Of, I liked her reaction to all this, where she's like trying to have the serious conversation, notice it, and she's like, I gotta go see this. <laughs> she goes over to it or whatever. Dante and her watch. I think this might be when he starts having sex with it, like not blowing it, but actually having sex with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's the Elijah like, line of like, goes, if he's gonna jerk off, I'm gonna jerk off. And they're like, I don't think he's gonna jerk off. <laughs> and she, she's like, I do. And, she, and Dante's like, what? And she's like, I do love you. And they're like, oh my God, you love me. Oh my God, we sorted our love. Me. Um, they start oh making God. out. Yeah, and this is what you were saying, Kevin. This is when Emma shows up uh, with the cake. She's like, Dante? And again, like back to our point, of like, man, what a fucking a harsh lesson for this poor woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Dante? And he's like, Emma. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry. And then, yeah, Jay, Jay walks in and he's like, oh, man, congratulations on the baby. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? I thought you are pregnant. No. And then Dante and uh, 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 Becky are like, and like why what we could have just ignored that from jay and you would have been fine they don't though uh she yells at him or something no she knees him in the balls and then jay is immediately like hit him in the face with the fucking cake <laughs> she hits him with the cake <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty good that's pretty good <laughs> um at this point emma runs away uh, she takes off the ring and fl- flicks at it back and he's like you can have him, you fucking whore and again you're like yeah fucking fuck yeah emma you get you fuck these people she leaves i want to say dante gives chase as she leaves the cops show up this is when back inside it's p- pandemonium jay jay's like we got, we're fucking holding i'm not going back to rehab or whatever 
the the sexy studs like oh no cops i gotta finish fast God. <laughs> God. real talk like we were talking about the shock humor and all the stuff in this movie once they get like once the smoke starts in the thing and like the, and then they call the cops from that to this moment this movie's really funny to me like it's definitely it's shocking for the sake of being shocking but it is shocking <laughs> and it is funny and the characters yeah. act in a way that is believable to me yeah. the yeah. lines they have are funny all the elias stuff is funny and like the you have that g- gut feeling of like Every time a new character walks in, you're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. how are they going to react to this? And I think yeah. that they react how they should react. Yeah, they do a great job of everybody of setting it up in this world of like, this is fucking wrong, but I have to watch. Like, I can't look away. Right. It's like that family guy. Right. Where I got to I got to keep I got to keep giving money to this kid or whatever. I can't oh, I forget. I fucked up their own. Ref. Oh, I got to keep hitting golf balls at this kid. Right. Like when they, <laughs> when Chris is driving around, like the, the <laughs> yeah. one up. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, cops arrive. Um, yeah, as you said, I forget what it is. They when they all come outside or when they all come inside, uh, they see Randall's shirt, or he says it again or whatever. No, no, they see it. his shirt and they're like, "What the fuck?" And so yeah, we then cut to the <laughs> jail where they're all in the jail cell. Uh, yeah. Randall's fucking around the door is Dante sitting there. Jay climbs it like a steel cage match. <laughs> uh, the sexy studs there. And he's like, listen, it's going to be fine. You guys are going to walk. I'm going to get a thing for animal cruelty. It's no big deal. Cause people don't understand interspecies erotica. Um, I, 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 again, the back to like, you know, the things that shine through. I do. I do love they're sitting there in this like horrible moment. All this shit's happened. And Randall's just like, Jail cells really haven't evolved. Jail cells really haven't evolved in the past century. <laughs> I'm like, that's a great point. Um, then Dante immediately lays into him for him ruining his life once again. Oh, you know how you know your walking calamity destroy. I was going to be in Florida tomorrow with in this new life. And Randall, as usual, calls him on his bullshit again and is just like, "Yeah, I'm the one who knocked up your boss, all right? And when you had everything set to go, I'm the one who did all this shit." Blah blah blah. It's again very similar to the clerks uh, scene we saw at the end of Clerks One. Uh, they do push each other around a little bit, right? That's when Jay yells, "Steel cage match." Um, things keep escalating. Uh, eventually jay turns to bob and he's like what you always you always got something to say you wise to say here and bob's like i got nothing uh i like that um because for once they have to kind of deal with their own problems yeah um eventually though yeah like uh randall's like you're really gonna make me say this you guys cover your ears sure uh i love you man Uh, you're my best friend i love you man yeah in a totally heterosexual way because we have to make that clear of course you know what i mean like all right (laughs) uh and so that you know i don't want you don't leave i love you like let's hang out let's do this this is the whole thing like what would you have done with your perfect life he's like i would have bought the quick stop i would have reopened the quick stop um you know i cost 50 grand at least we don't have the kind of money jay and bob are like we do use some likeness rights and the rest from their blunt man and chronic days uh they'll lend it on two conditions number one uh jay and bob are allowed to hang out outside as long as they want nobody's gonna call the cops (laughs) and number two uh you have to blow each other and we get the watch (laughs) he's like all right just number one uh they agree and then we're into a montage of them uh taking over the quick stop right going in there uh tearing out all the stuff repainting the walls getting it all set up reopening the thing it's you know rosario dawson's there she's pregnant uh jay and bob are there elias is there elias gets hired to work at rst video um, after time, though, I love that where he's like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, he's like, you bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Jay's Jay's wearing a shirt that says justice TLF, which stands for true love forever. 
Oh, nice. Channel Elizabeth character. Yeah, yeah. No, I understood the Jessica part, but I could not make out what that was. I didn't understand. Because it's like a weird look. Yeah, it, says, it looks like it says TF at first, but there's yeah. an L in there somewhere. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I see what Andy would do on a cool shirt. Um, like, and so, yeah, like, they re Nick, like meat eater. <laughs> Genius. Genius. <laughs> uh, they reopen the quick stop. Uh, they come in. Walt Flanagan makes his appearance in the movie to buy a pack of cigarettes. Um, and then, like, you know, this is the first day, this is the first day of the rest of our lives, or whatever. And uh, they everything fades as black and white, and they slowly pan out as like Dante and Randall kind of look at each other, like, you know, this is a weird thing, is this really what we wanted, kind of thing, or whatever. And then it's uh, credits, and at the end, this one is Jay and Silent Bob will return whenever they're ready, or something like that, they're tired, or something like that. And that's clerks, too. Seven syllables in the middle, you need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. I'm off. Sorry. Haiku in review. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I got off of my set. I couldn't snap fast enough. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form just like Brian Smith did. Brian Smith says Randall nailed rings. Bex and Emma, things go bad. Dante is a dad. Hey. That's a scary thing to think about. Um, then Bumble Boy Wonder says Scarpino is Jay, Echo Clo is Elias, Greg is Pillow Pants. Oh, yeah, we didn't get into that Pillow Pants stuff. We mentioned it earlier on. I did, I did laugh out loud again at that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it very Randall funny. For one, like, Randall having this moment of like, I'm not gonna fuck with you because you think this is real and this is so fucked up. Yeah, you, you um, know who else could play Randall? I said already Tim Schaefer for um, Dante. for Dante. Who could play Randall? Jeff Ramsey, I think, could play Randall. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like the vocal inflections, kind of the way they talk. They sort of remind me of the same person. Yeah. Jeff Ramsey would be a good Andre the Giant, too, if they ever do a biopic of that. <sighs> yeah. Okay. yeah. See the similarities. <laughs> and then John Lestrina says, we thought we were done. We struggled through and survived. Transformers are back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do a little uh, Reggae Bagger. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the view askew averse verse verse villains in one giant list. Uh, right now, for volume nine, the list stands at this number one, the trio from Dogma, number two, Holden and his male insecurity, number three, Shannon slash Michael Rooker, number four, Dante, his own worst enemy, and number five, NA. <laughs> Because there was no villain in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> I feel like again, I hate to keep saying it, but like Dante is his own worst enemy in this. Like he's well, making. All I the feel wrong like choices. Randall gets some points I'll in this one. Dante for being Randall, yeah, I'll say Randall, Randall and Dante on this one for sure. Where do you want to put him? Number one. They're really one as well. Yeah. 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 All right. There you go. I mean, one of them's a bitch that's racist. So yeah, we gotta kind of put him at number one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number one, Randall and Dante from Clerks 2. There you go. Now it's time to rank the View Universe. Number one, currently Dogma. Number two, Chasing Amy. Number three, Clerks. Number four, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And number five, Mallrats. I'll put, I put this, this right under Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back above Mallrats. I put it below Mallrats. I think that this is a worse film for Mallrats. I think, and I, and I know it's all personal preference, don't get me wrong, but like mm-hmm. this is. I think honestly, out of especially having just watched this one, and I, you know, not since 2006, I probably couldn't have told you back, you know, in the, that time period of 14 years not watching it. Like, 
I would. I mean, granted, I've, we already covered that. I, I love Kevin Smith movies, and I love the first ones we've done. So, like, I would watch those infinitely more times, including Jane and the Bob, which you know I don't think is a high for uh, the view skewers. This one, I just feel like I'm talking. We've said, and I know we talked it to death. Like, it just isn't an enjoyable movie. I don't enjoy these characters. I don't enjoy uh, where they take them. I don't enjoy the way they evolve. And I think it would have been a much stronger movie to have them take over the quick stop at the end of the first act and see what goes on with that rather than do this. I would probably have mall rats above this had I watched the theatrical cut, mm, but a yeah, good point only watched the extended cut. So, um, yeah, I would, I would, I would put this above mall rats. Uh, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get a lot of joy from watch this, from watching this movie. There's really not much else to it. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately, if if I think Tim was, you had a great point there. From like the point where he opens up the door to the donkey show, like that's the movie I wish this was, yeah. which is silly, pretty lighthearted. There's some disgusting stuff in there, but it's done tongue in cheek to the point where you're just watching these characters in this ridiculous situation, kind of, and it's fun. And mm-hmm. the last, I think, the last like. I don't know, maybe 30 minutes of this movie are fun and heartfelt. It's just unfortunate that the first hour is just wrought with sort of awkwardness and bad moments that just don't, that the humor didn't age very well at all with all the Randall stuff. Um, and Dante is there, not a likable character. Is I think that from the the smoke moment on to the end, it's like all of that works and it does, it's all the good things of like funny dialogue and like character moments and, and heart. I feel like. They could go back and like remake the first hour and whatever, 10 minutes of this movie and make some plot that gets there in a much better way. Yeah, I think for me, too, the the the, the bigger issue is just if they were going to do something like that, it would have needed to be like Dante needed to be in this situation for forces that were outside of his control. Right. And it's the fact that he just continues to be a shiftless loaf that makes this character just not fun to be around. And and I and I hold by the fact that it was fun watching them be like be like lost twenty something year olds. But now I'm just like, man, you really are just making no choices or bad choices with your life. Which after two movies, I'm like, I just don't want to see anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll admit that the I don't know. To me, it's hard because Mallrats I think is just a, a slightly more entertaining film than this. Um, but they're I don't really want to watch either of them again. I don't know. Okay. I'll probably put it a little. I'll probably put it above Mallrats. Um, I think I'd put it above um, Jane Salbaum Strike Back. Cool. That's, I right. mean, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think that this movie has a lot of moments I enjoy, and like, I, I, I don't know. I watch this, and these these people are losers, and it's it's more of like watching them like a day in their life, and uh, it's confirmation that they didn't improve their life at all. Because they would have to do that themselves, and that's not what they, you know, the people they are. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the last 30 minutes of this movie. And I, there's a lot of moments that I enjoy throughout the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I wish Mallrats was higher. It's hard to put it in front of Mallrats, like above Mallrats, because in my, my mind, Mallrats should be a bit higher. But uh, yeah, that, that's where I put it. Who thinks it's better than Mallrats? Raise your hand. All of us except Greg, raise our hands. Who thinks it's better than Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Raise your hand. Only Kevin raises his hand. The new rankings are number one, Dogma. Number two, Chasing Amy. Number three, Clerks. Number four, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Number five, Clerks 2. Number six, Mall Rats. Uh, this Friday, we're going to return with Lord of the Rings 
Fellowship of the Ring Part 2. And then next Tuesday, we're closing out the Kevin Smith Viewers Universe with Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Friday or Thursday? Thursday. Great question, Andy. Thursday. Thursday Well, no, it goes live Friday. We're still pushing it live. We're recording on Thursday. That, yeah, it's that here. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For a little bit, it's going live on Friday. And, Got it. Okay, uh, then, okay. Then we're closing out this on a Tuesday. Um, there you go. Until then. They didn't say any snoogans or anything like that, right? Kevin, do the dance. Boom. 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 No. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>